Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Season 2, Higher Balance Classics, Timeless Teachings. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp fighting supplement on the market. I think it's an excellent product. I can honestly say for myself, and this is of course uh, difficult to say because it's coming from me, but I hope you take my word on it. I don't think there's anything out there better than Cramp Medic for leg cramps. I used to get them on a near daily basis, maybe every couple days. I know that uh, when I had my motorcycle or bicycle, uh, my legs would be the worst. I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. Uh, there have been times where I've thought about maybe I should go to an emergency room. Since I've used Cramp Medic, I probably use one serving and I will not have to reach into using this again probably for two, two and a half weeks. That is more than double what I felt was the recommended like once for every seven days. That's how effective. I do think that people need to use it for two to three times to build up somehow in your in your system. We have mainly all positive reviews. Apple cider vinegar is what is going to reduce, you know, acid buildup in your muscle tissue very rapidly. Cayenne pepper is going to expand your capillaries to move that blood into those tight cramping muscles that just do not want to let blood in there to soften it. It is very, very effective. It is going to get in there. Electrolytes very fast. It's going to do the job. It's just a great product. And that's what I have to say about it, crampmedic.com. The other thing I wanted to say is the Higher Balance Institute store, HBI, or higherbalance.com. We've worked very hard at reducing and slashing the pricing, trying to keep it as a mainstay price forum. Uh, People have said over the years it's too expensive for them and they can't afford it. Uh, I don't know what the next excuse is going to be because it is extremely affordable. Um, We're doing our best to do that. Having Cramp Medic, finding other stuff to maneuver around so we can keep this thing going uh, has allowed us to bring those prices down. Uh, We do have a lot, a lot of material, a lot of classes that are really excellent, I feel. you know, going probably for several dollars, some of those classes, uh, probably at least 70, 80% off of what we charge, maybe even more. Uh, one thing we may do is maybe change around in the store, like uh, uh, bi-monthly or something, which modules we're offering, because there's so many, I think people get lost in it. So if there is something you want, I strongly suggest you grab it before we start moving it around, but it will come available again. It just may take six months to a year before the, all those other ones start arriving. Uh, back for availability and we're going to start taking down some probably to try to keep some organization to just the the bulk of uh, information there which I'm very proud of Um, so that's what I have to say on that please check out Higher Balance Institute uh, you know or higherbalance.com and uh, support Higher Balance please get uh, and try out uh, cramp medic for family, friends, anybody who has leg muscle problems or any kind of muscle problems in particular. It it truly is the best product out there. No foams, no creams. You don't have to run to the bathroom if you're working at the office to put on foams on your leg by pulling on your pants and trying to get to your legs. Uh, no need for tablets. One shot, seven days, phenomenal. If you are interested in acquiring Eric Pepin's books, visit higherbalancebooks.com.
I do not believe that you have these healers from God that set up these big tents and you go to these healing tents and they say their songs and they call your name out and you get wheeled up there or whatever and he lays your hands on you and you're healed, okay? I don't believe that that's the power of God. This is a, a ridiculous concept in my opinion. God doesn't go, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. you are the one who's going to be the healer tonight. It doesn't work that way. Everybody has this ability. Everybody has this gift. The real question is, is how are they doing these healings? We have an energy field in our body. We can see this through ores. They can film it through different kinds of equipment. We know that there's energy fields, etc., etc., etc. Okay. Well, I want you to think of it as like a computer. A computer runs, and it works fine, and you're like a computer, and then one day the computer locks up, or it's not doing something completely right. And you can't fix it, or you can't get the keys to work, or you can't get it to do anything. It just kind of locks up. So anybody who knows anything about a computer, one of the first things you do is you shut the computer off, you let it sit for a second, and you turn it back on. And what it does is, what does it do? It resets everything to the normal characters that it originally should be on, and it usually will correct a problem. Okay? But the problem is still there. You still just got to hunt it down. But for the most part, it recorrects it. Okay? During the life of this computer program, it was healthy. It was fine. As it was progressing or going along, somehow it developed a problem. Now that problem started to root its way into the normal cycle of the computer. By shutting it off, it removed anything that shouldn't be there because the only thing that was left when you turn it back on was the original settings that made the computer perfect. Do you see what I'm saying? So it started back up on a perfect premise. Okay. Well, the human body is very much the same. Your DNA, your mental structure, the settings and calibrations for your kidneys, your liver, your organ, your chemistry of your body, all is perfectly set at certain calibrations, like written on a big blueprint, okay? And the computer or the human brain looks these things up and it says, okay, send this much liquid of such and such to the liver to get it to secrete and to digest and to, to process. This is how much blood should be purified at such and such rate. It follows a blueprint. Illness is when the blueprint is not being read correctly. It's when it's, it's being ignored and there's, they're raising the level or lowering the level and the brain loses its sense of, of correctness, okay? And it starts to send the, the wrong impulses, the wrong signals. So the liver starts messing up, it starts producing too much of something and that too much of something can't be digested by the kidneys or the kidneys can't process it and move it because it's too much acidity or too much... And it starts creating illness and, and it starts deteriorating the body. Or it starts making too much estrogen, or too little estrogen, or it starts doing this or that. You see these people, much like the computer, okay? And these people would go up and they line up and the guy turns around and he says, you're healed, and he smacks him in the head. What he's really doing is he's releasing energy that he's building up in his excitement, and it's hitting your energy field. And your energy field is building up because you're excited. You feel this intensity, and you believe when this guy touches you, you're going to feel the power of God. Have you ever gotten a tingle for no reason? Like you just, you just kind of think of something really joyous or a happy moment, and you get like your hair stands up, and you get tingles for a second. Your excitement, your energy buildup gets so climatic that when you're touched, it releases all this electricity in your brain, and it shuts you off for a moment. You black out. 
because it overwhelms like a circuit breaker hit with too much electricity it, it shorts it so you reset it or like rebooting the computer to clear or re-clearing your brain with a whole new to start all back up again the first thing it goes is it starts setting all the calibrations to what the original blueprint of your brain says that gives you perfect life they fall over they wake up or they open their eyes and they feel healed and they probably are healed because the body now corrects all of the problems that it has in it and it has nothing to do with God doing some divine thing to that person they reset their brain using the electricity in the body the same electricity when you reach out and touch something that travels through your arm to your brain and back down overshorts your brain and it resets everything and that's what really is happening you're being reset to correct all the chemistry, all the, the rhythms, all the biorhythms, all the natural eyesight, what it's supposed to be. What about people who, who have damaged ears and they can't hardly hear, they can only hear a little bit, and they're healed, okay? But yet they know that the ear was destroyed. Well, if you look, it's still destroyed. You see, your natural senses are actually on a scale of 100 set at 10. Haven't you ever smelled something that was really intense and you could you were very surprised at how well you could smell or something? Your sight is set at a, at a 10 out of a scale of 1 to 100. Your hearing is set at a very low level that you consider normal, but it's already low. So if your ears get shot at a 10 and it's dropped down to a 1, you still have 92 or 91 levels to go that you can raise it that much higher. In fact, you could take a deaf person who only has a tenth of percent of hearing, raise the brain to process sound at a thousand times higher, like bring all the certain sounds that you want, raise it, and all of a sudden you've got better hearing than everybody in this room. Do you see what I'm saying? Sound is still hitting it. It's still hitting the ear. It's just lost the ability to process it. So the brain enhances what little machinery is left to intensify and process it much refiner, and it makes it come in clear again. So it appears to be purely healed, but the damage is still there. It just raised the hearing capability to 20 rather than 10. So now he's, he's really hearing what all of us are hearing on a 10, even though he said at 20, it's just processing at that level. The same thing goes for people who lost sight. Sight isn't your eye going out seeing things. It's light coming and hitting your eye. So it's how much the nerves are processing the light. So if a person's blind, they take the few little cones in the eye. Let's say you have a 100 cones, and those cones process this image, okay? You lose 99% of your cones. You only have one cone. Well, the brain can take that one cone intensify its processing abilities so that it's like 500 cones. So all of a sudden you can see again. I had a situation where I had one leg that was longer than the other and I saw my leg grow like right before my eyes. I didn't even say anything. I mean, this pulled it and it grew and it's been fun yeah. ever since. And I can explain it. Uh. What they're doing now, okay, to raise people's legs, okay, science, is you're taking and cutting the bone itself. Okay. And you have a machine that spreads it apart by like hair lines, so there's no space in between. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is the, the bone is growing to fill the space. Then just as it's ready to complete the growth, they, they stretch it a little bit more. So it's building bone in between the space until they build it so that it's longer. 
we don't know what electricity is for starters, okay? We can harness it, we know how to utilize it, we know how to get it to do things we want, etc., 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 but we really don't know what electricity is. What's happening is, is when he pulled on your leg, if your leg elongated, okay, you're looking at microscopic molecules spinning around each other, even though this looks like solid mass, and at a very, very, very fast speed beyond what we can comprehend, okay, it did the same thing without cracking the bone. I felt it. You allowed the program to allow the cells to release, okay, and they multiplied a thousand times faster than what we're normally used to because electricity and energy can intensify the spiraling and stuff of, of the, the electrons. I felt that. It was very hot. I remember a yes. tremendous amount of heat in my lower back, and I remember it was like my whole back crack, shoot, it was like straight. Correct. And I saw it just like that. And that was it. And so what it did is it, it just redesigned because it went to the blueprint. Uh-huh. And it knew exactly what it should be, rather than what it was. It's the same energy, just that it's not pushing as fast as it could. And it speeds it up. It's like speeding the dial up again to, to build at a fast rate. It's not God. It's you allowing the will of your energy to, to work with somebody else's energy. And the combination of the two, fusing the energy together, was allowed to grab the design and to let it work. You have all of the capabilities. Your brain has a giant blueprint as to what everything should be specifically set at. All you have to do is allow it to do its job. And it will correct itself and it will do what it needs to do. A lot of ailments in life are from the foods that you take in. It's also from from drugs confusing the cells which are the workers building your body they get doped up just like driving a car heavily under the influence of alcohol you cannot function correctly and what happens is is instead of just one person driving a car you have 20 billion cells in your body all of a sudden all highly intoxicated and they're supposed to be building the kidney they're supposed to be building your liver they're supposed to build the tubes to your thing because everything is deteriorating just like the skin falling off your arm at this very minute okay which is being replaced at a rate that you cannot believe okay is all of your arteries and kidneys are all rotting also but what's happening is these cells are repairing it almost as quickly as it's being destroyed so now that these 50 billion cells are all intoxicated they don't build perfectly correct of course, it seems like they're building correct, but later down, the design is starting to be flawed more and more. It's, it's like a momentum. You ever take a, a deck of cards, per se, and you put them one next to the other, and you try to make a straight line, but as you're looking at it, all of a sudden you get up and you look, and your line is arced, like you didn't even realize it was moving the wrong direction. Has you ever know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. They start correcting the health of your body, but then they're, they're screwing it up. By the time you realize it, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you have an artery clogged. You have you got cancer growing in your body because the cells were, were taking away from your kidney to build something that was useless, a tumor. What you give your body is extremely important. It is a whole universe that is totally like a baby, dependent on what decisions you make for it. It can't choose those things. Even though it tries, it's what cravings are. A craving, in most cases, is that your body already knows what foods have certain minerals or nutrients that are essential to its existence. So when you get a craving for something, it's your body's way of saying, I need zinc or I need potassium. So I know that the last hundred times that we've eaten bananas, the body knows it got the potassium. So now that it's low, it starts telling you, banana, banana, you want banana, okay? 
and you go out and you eat the banana, and for some reason you feel great. Because it had in it what you want. The body doesn't specifically know things. It just it just knows where it got certain things from. So it does try to communicate certain things to you. You just have to learn to listen. But most human beings have become very detached from their body. They throw everything in for mental pleasure, but they think nothing of the inner life of the billions of organisms that are also there. They just think of themselves as one being. And it catches up to you. Five, ten, fifteen years later, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible thing start happening to you. This is, again, a, another part of this, this whole thing. So you are made out of billions of living organisms. You are made of zillions of railroad tracks of what I consider nervous systems that electricity travels to communicate to all the workers, okay? And that's basically what it comes down to, is, is these, these basic ingredients. If we get ill, it's mainly usually because the program in our body is malfunctioning. It's because we have other psychological problems going on. It could be because of depression. It could be because of environment, the poisonous things that we not are aware of, or, or like the, the smog or something, or it could be from just doing drugs directly. There's a million ways you can destroy your body, okay? So let's say now you have cancer, or you have something else, or you have a tumor, or you have something, okay? I've said this before, as I taught before, we have this wall. I am a red cell, or I'm a worker cell, or whatever, and basically, why do you get cancer? Because I'm doing my job, I'm making this wall, I'm doing perfectly, I'm serving the body system that is serving and giving me life. This house shelters me, I take care of the house, between the two of us, we take care of each other. You feed your body, and you give all the cells their life, their minerals, their nutrients, and you give them life. In exchange, they work to keep you maintained because you maintain them. All of a sudden, one day, I get drunk. I get so drunk, I take a hammer, and I crowbar, and I start smashing the wall down, okay? And then I start taking this, and I start building me an igloo in the middle of my room with the material from the wall. So the wall was my my liver. That's my liver. And over here is my tumor. It's a useless bulk of material that I don't even know why I'm building because I'm so co incoherent, I think what I'm doing is logical. This is what's happening to the cells in your body. They're, they're not getting the message of the blueprint anymore. They're too from the chemicals or from some... Uh, pesticide or from asbestos and there, for some reason it was just the wrong number that came up and whacked me out and now I've destroyed this and the whole house is going to collapse because I've totally removed now the beams that gave it the support so as it collapses I die and the house dies the body dies and all the living things in it die how do we correct the problem let's take a step back how do all of these cells know what to do in the first place the blueprint. And how did they know about the blueprint? Because there was somebody reading the blueprint that was getting on the phone, sending out a message, and the worker picked it up and said, yeah, boss, and he says, this is exactly what I want you to do today. Got it? Yes, sir. There's a communication. That communication is low radiation forms of signals moving through your body. It looks like an entire... If you could see yourself in the dark without skin and just see pure energy, you would look like an entire universe. You'd see all these little silver lights all over your body, okay? And you'd see little streams of light moving so fast you'd almost swear you didn't see them. It would look like the person was shimmering. But if you slowed them down, it would look like you would see the electricity moving down. And that was a message. 
And then the message goes from here to here, from here to here. They travel. There's billions of them moving back and forth all over the body. And what's happening is, is the, the signals aren't working right. They're not communicating right. So the workers aren't getting the right signal, so they start doing their own thing and start hacking because they're stupid. They're not as smart as human beings, you know what I'm saying? We're not as smart as the planet, and the planet's probably not as smart as the universe. So the point is, is this. They've lost the communication. There's, there's a communication from here to whatever's going on here, and it's screwed up. A healer is someone who has very good control of these energies. And these energies don't move just in the body. Again, if you could remove the flesh and just see the electrons moving, you would see them not just moving in the shape of a body. It would look more like a glow, okay? And you would see a finer gray haze of, of universe all around the darker universe with the silver lights. You'd see a gray glowing universe with, with more silver gold lights moving around it. Energy moves around the whole body. Now, we may see it as just energy, but if you could see this in, in the way that I do, you would, you would see what I'm saying to you. So the point is, is that I have this energy field moving around. I now take my blueprint, which is very similar to your blueprint, and your blueprint, and your blueprint. All of our blueprints are basically based on the same design. And I go over to somebody who has an illness, and I connect it to your computer. Like I was remotely on the, on the modem talking to that computer from my house to the telephone. And this computer wasn't working right. So now I pop into that computer and I start looking at it and I try to find out what's wrong. And I start editing it and fixing it. And I hit enter to make it permanent. And I sit, hit reboot, it shuts off, starts back up again, and it's fixed. So I go into your mind. I let my energy connect with my energy here. This is my telephone line. Stop <laughs> ripping the wall down here tomorrow. You're going to be dead tomorrow. And fix it. And this is how you have to fix it. And I send the visual map to them, and they go, oh, wow, boy, let's get together and put back together now. And the body starts to heal itself. And this is the, the first level of healing. You're, you're communicating with the cells of the other person's body who somehow lost that communication. It broke down. So you tell them to fix it. And when it starts to fix it, the communication starts to get corrected again, and it starts to work, and then that person gets healthier. What I'm basically doing right now is I'm laying the foundation of understanding, okay? I'm giving you guys a very simple blueprint so you can go, oh, and I understand. Oh, it makes sense. First time I say, okay, we have all these books in the shelf, okay? None of them are in order. They're they kind of like in the right place. And I say to them, okay, I want you guys to organize all the books by subject, Okay? So you guys start organizing them by subject. Then I say, okay, now that you've gotten that down, I want them all alphabetically in order. And you go, okay. So then you refine it and make it more accurate, more defined. Then I say, now I want you to be able to cross-reference them by authors. And then you refine it even more. So what I'm doing is instead of saying you have to do all this at the first time, I'm making you understand the basic layout of what I'm trying to lead up to. Now you have an idea of how the body works, you have an idea about the cells, you have an idea how this electricity moves and stuff. You have the basic concepts. So now you're asking the right questions. Well, how do we tell it how to do what we do? We know we have an idea how it's done now, but let's get more specific now. If I started off very specifically, it would have been under mystery. Oh, the healer comes and heals you. Do you understand? You see how this works now? I have the power of God. You're healed. You're now, oh, God heals me. You know that's not right now. You know now kind of how it works. That's what I'm trying to teach you. Okay? Because the man who has the knowledge has the power. If 
you know how it works, you now are the healer. You see, most of them don't even know how they're doing it, and they don't even believe it's the power of God. In fact, they're not even healing you. What they're doing is they're providing you with your own healing. You believe that when they hit you, that it's going to heal you, that you actually ignite your own blueprint, shut yourself down, and restart you. They were just the catalyst to help you do it. So they sit there and they're saying, well, we don't know why they're healed, but we'll take the credit for it. It was you decided by how much you would believe that it could be done. You allowed it to happen. You see, your brain is set with a governor, okay? And I teach this a lot with my basic teachings for, for psychic development. The governor is like on a car. Let's say your car says it can do 110 miles per hour. It probably can do faster than that. But when you step on the gas, you probably won't get any higher than, let's say, 85 miles per hour when you floor it, even though, the, though it should go up to 120 or 140. Because the government says you are to put a governor in each engine, Mr. Automobile Manufacturer, and that governor will restrict the gas flow to a certain point where it will not let any more gas go through once it gets up to a certain speed. And this will prevent accidents in the future. So if you remove the governor, the car now will do 140 miles per hour. You put the governor back in, which is like a computer chip or a pin or something, let's say, the car will only do like 80-some miles per hour. So the potential to do more is there. But the governor prevents you from your full potential got it so far? Your brain has a governor, and that governor was created by society that says all these mystical things are impossible, all of these things are going to happen, medicine, medicine, science, science, that's the way it is, and you begin to create your, your doubter, your governor, and your governor says, if you get ill, there's no great healing going to heal you, there's going to be no, or you may believe, but there's always that doubt that maybe you can't, but if you truly, truly could remove that for just a moment, it would remove it, and the governor then would be removed, and then all of a sudden your body could do miracles and heal itself in ways that you couldn't imagine. And that's what's happening for that very moment. Is they believe so much, and that person builds them up so much in belief that when he hits you in the head, the governor gets shut off for a second, the body energy moves at this incredible rate, reorganizing cells and molecular structure, everything, at extraordinary speed, and you will feel heat, because heat is friction. And friction is molecules gyrating at a tremendous speed. Do you understand? Like a microwave. And this is the reformulation of structure. Matter. And then when it cools down, it's because then the governor starts up again, shuts this process down, but by the time it reacts, it's too late. Everything's been corrected. It looks at it and goes, okay. Because it's not out to change it. It's just out to prevent you from doing it. So if it gets healed in the process, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't look at that. Now, there are people who genuinely can heal. Okay? They really can heal. It's not, again, the power of God. It's their ability that they've somehow allowed the brain to process energy in a certain way that allows them to heal. Their, their brain... The governor somehow got screwed up probably in childhood or whatever when everybody was saying, no, no, no. Maybe they had people in their family that said, yes, you could. Yes, it's possible. Or they came from a culture that didn't teach this negativity. Or maybe for some reason they just were saved. Maybe they believed in God. There are miracles done by Buddhists, by Africans, by, by millions of belief systems. 
what it is exclusive to is not to God. It's exclusive to the person who says, well, I have this ability, but it's from Gigawa, the goddess of the earth, okay? And she works through me and heals these people. It has nothing to do with her. It has nothing to do with Christ. It has nothing to do with Buddha. It has, nothing to, it has to do that these people somehow have learned to control their energy and to reach to your body and tell the cellular structure of your body what to do. They've learned to overwrite your programming to correct it. That's what they've learned to do. They can manipulate the cellular structure of your body to speed up and correct itself. When they heal you, do you think that they have, they, they don't know what your kidney looks like. They've never dissected a kidney, okay? There's a certain part of your kidney where there's 20,000 like tubes where, you know, your blood flows through. Each one has a different pressure. Each one's a different size, each one has a different chemical secretion it makes, okay, it's like a giant chemist left. Do you think they, they know all this these things? Do you think that they studied it under a microscope? Do they know exactly what valve to heal in your body that's malfunctioning out of thousands of valves? No. But what they do know is if they stimulate the entire organ, which has the entire blueprint written in every single cell, like the one I'm describing, okay, it knows that when the electricity is charged, it will make the program start and it will mimic whatever the exact diagram says that it needs to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the diagram, the electricity runs down this maze and the maze is all the organs and all the design and when it hits a wall, it knows that the wall's not supposed to be there so it burns through it, making the path continue. Do you see what I'm saying? Thus, when the electricity stops, the fluid then moves through the hole. Do you follow me? They don't know what they're healing. A healer doesn't know what they're healing. But the energy just knows by the blueprint which way to go. The same way water knows how to go down a river, it's it's like a groove is made. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, um, like real, like actual healers that I've seen, they'll point a person out in an audience and say, "You, you, there's a problem with your liver. Or there's a problem with your kidney." And they'll go, "Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true." People are like on frequencies, like different radio stations, okay? What is the one thing you go to when you go there? You go there to be healed, most likely, okay? Or to go with somebody that's being healed. And are you thinking, God, my heart is rotting, but, you know, I did scrape my little finger. No, you're, you're thinking, heal me, God, heal my heart, heal my heart. So you're projecting thought, massive thought. And his mind telepathically is just picking up and he looks at you and all of a sudden he sees an impression of a heart. He thinks it's from God, but it's really you kind of broadcasting this need. Do you see what I'm saying? So he says, I see a heart. I see a bad heart. And you're like, yes. Okay. That's, and then all of a sudden your belief shuts down the governor because you're believing all this indirectly. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then it just opens the, the, this whole correction for this new body. They've already exposed many of these organizations, okay? Yes, I know. The infraudulent. They have microscopic ear things that are, are brought in. They have people out working with yeah. the people. It's been documented and I, proven. I know. Okay. Not all of them, What's right? That movie? A lot of them. A lot of them. But you know something? To me, it doesn't matter. I don't like the idea of them taking the money from these people, okay? But a lot of these people who are claimed to be healed, they heal them, and the next day they're just as Ill, Ill as they were before. What happens is the body secretes like an aspirin, but it's more like morphine, 
Okay, it's very intense. They believe so much you're going to be healed. The body puts a chemical that's a painkiller, which allows them to run up and down and not feel the back pain that they had or the, the pain in their hip. And then the next day, the, the, this, this like morphine that the body created and this excitement, this adrenaline is all gone. Then the pain comes right back. So they never were really healed. But the healers moved out of town and the thousands of people there, all who don't know her, aren't going to find out the next day she's ill. The only people they're going to know is her mom and her dad, maybe. Okay, and maybe they'll, by the next year, maybe they'll tell a few people, but then they're going to say, well, the Lord just decided you weren't ready. He just wanted to give you a taste. Maybe next year, if you can find the Lord by then, the Lord will heal you completely. He just want to let you know he could do it. Do you understand? Okay, so they're going to say, or, or they're going to say, here's this young girl who all of a sudden lost her back pain, could run up and down the aisle because she was so filled with the Lord. The next day she got her back pain, they're going to say, well, that's because you didn't have enough faith in the Lord. Shame on you. Other times they believe so much, they 99% of the time heal themselves. It's really just you healing your own body by removing the governor and forcing so much energy that it just blows all these bad spots out and it, and it corrects itself. And that's basically how those things are being done. And then the person who gets the credit for it is the healer and, you know, and God, you know. And uh, unfortunately, I wish it was different, but I, I, it's just not. And I mean, these, these cases are reproduced constantly without anybody religious, you know. <coughs> So everything in your body, because it is living, can be changed. Think about it now. Everything in your body, your, your body actually now, from head to toe, will change completely in three years. So they used to say seven for different, different organs and this, that, and I used to tell this to my students, and now I've learned that it's three years, your entire body, for the most part, from what I understand, has completely changed. In fact, you don't even have the same brain you had three years ago. Your heart has been completely changed. Your liver has been completely changed because the cell dies and a new cell takes its place. The problem is if you have a disease there, the disease is corroding, so it can't fill up the space where the disease is because the disease is a separate issue. It's a separate living organism now. Do you see what I'm saying? And if you have damage, the damage is, is cells that can't be repaired. It's, it's, like, it's like leather now. It's not like living cells. It's, it's a dead form of life, like your fingernails and your hair. Do you see what I'm saying? So it has to work around that. And then the blueprint deteriorates slowly. The, the map starts to deteriorate itself, okay, because of other issues in the body, and it starts to lose its design and, and shape also, okay? It's consistency. There is a weathering of the body. But for the most part, you have to keep in mind, the most thing that you have to keep in mind is that the cell is being replaced by a new cell. The new cell dies, it's being replaced by another cell. So your entire body, for the most part, is constantly being changed with new parts. You are not the same person you were just the other day. You are not the same person from head to toe that you were three years ago. If the body's not the same body that it was three years ago, what is that telling you now? It's telling you that any mistakes probably can be fixed also by resetting the blueprint. The blueprint is simply mimicking a process of destruction that it's already been programmed as following for. You haven't reset it. So it's slowly deteriorating, it's slowly letting these bad things happen to you, whatever. So you need to go back to the original blueprint and refix everything. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's how you heal. You heal by recorrecting. It's going to correct, it's going to change anyway, so why not make it fix it and when it fixes it to the original blueprint instead of just fixing it however it's just been flowing along? Because it's the same thing with the line. It's slowly curving. Your body 
is basically replacing itself cell by cell constantly. And it has the ability to heal and replace anything that's going wrong with it right now, right? Then why are you aging? There are people who live right now currently, okay, that appear to be in their 60s, but are over 120 years old right now. And there's a certain place and a certain altitude where they live in this, like, town, okay? There are Chinese people who have lived to extreme levels of age. Um, and there are other people that are much older than just that, okay? But they have discovered what we are just talking about, about the cell being replenished. The point is, is this. I believe that by celebrating time, by celebrating our birthdays, by celebrating the calendar, by celebrating time, by watching a clock, we are reminded of time consistently. And the fact that we consistently observe time consistently puts us on an aging level that we accept mentally and invoke on ourselves. We age ourselves, I think, by maybe 35%. By looking at time constantly and reflecting on it and scheduling our life. And I have to be here in my life at this point in my life. I should be this. I should be that or, or whatever. We age ourselves. We accept aging and we have an estimation where we're supposed to be in aging by a social factor of looking at our parents, our grandparents, and our great-grandparents and saying, at this age, this is what they look like, creating a mental image, invoking that into our blueprint map, saying that when we follow this map, by the time we go through this and this amount of time, this is what the body structure should be like, so start designing it that way. So if you start believing that you're going to live to 200 years old now and you accept that as your belief system, you'll probably make it to 130 or 140, healthy, climbing mountains still, feeling the sun, swimming, looking like you're maybe 50 or 60. So I do believe that, but I believe that the weight against us is so overwhelming because it's the rest of the world that's all saying, no, you're going to age, okay? You're going to age. A lot of times we could physically be well, but because sociologically we're so programmed that we're supposed to die at a certain time, and when we find physically that we're not, I think we mentally invoke death on ourselves. My grandmother, who, who died at 86 years old, my great-grandmother, decided because she was old, and she got a lot around great, she was basically very healthy, she looked great, she felt great, she wanted to die in Germany, she knew that she was in her 80s now, she figured if I don't go there now, I won't die in my motherland. So as soon as she went there that year, she died. So this is also mentally invoked. And so what happens is you just kind of just get tired of life. And you just decide, okay, now it's, it's time I'm ready to bow out. And that happens a lot too. And this is like something that's been reported in a lot of psychological magazines. One of the big things is if you really want to keep somebody alive, give them something to do. Most of the people will die earlier than ones that have nothing to do. They just sit in their rooms or sit outside the porch. They find that people that live longer are the ones that have become the volunteers and volunteer and start to feel like they have something to do. Plant gardens, have pets, have responsibilities. It gives them purpose. And they tend to outlive anybody who, who doesn't have those purposes. And the people who don't have those things tend to die much earlier. Understanding now a little bit more about the body, we have to take a closer look at the body. There are different kinds of healers, okay? There are healers who heal by chance. 
you have now a second kind of healer, which is a healer that kind of feels you, or senses your body field of energy. And your body, each it's like a solar system. Your kidney is like a universe. Your liver is like another universe. There's like distant places or organs that your, your body travels energy-wise. And when one is ill or not healthy, it, it sends out a bad tonature, okay? Almost like it's in pain because there's millions of cells dying, being attacked by some virus. It's like a, a galactic battle in your body going on somewhere, okay? And another person can feel that sensory, that field of energy, okay? And home in on it. They can, they can feel where this pain is coming from, but they don't, they don't specifically know exactly what the organ looks like, but they feel that the energy ain't right there. There's, a, there's an emitting of frequency from that portion of your organs, okay? And what they do is they start bombarding this energy field into uh, this, this, this area. And the energy starts to correct the incorrect problem. Now, you must also look at something else. There are different kinds of illnesses, and we must look at them in different ways, okay? There is, there is cancer or tumors, which really isn't a virus, Okay, it's your cells, and it's like a, it's like a maybe something that's screwing up the, the, the purpose of your cells. Okay, so that's something your blueprint can fix. But what happens if it's a virus? It's like aliens attacking your world. They don't even use the blueprint; they're just out to fuck you up. Okay, and they're floating around in your universe, and they decide, okay, well, look at Earth, or look at the liver. Let's let's start attacking that planet or that solar system. So, to correct the blueprint isn't going to solve the problem now. Do you see what I'm saying? Because your cells are going to be fixing it. Meanwhile, they're being killed as they're trying to fix it by the viruses, you know, eating them up like dinosaurs. So now you have to turn around and you have to say to your white cells, go and kick ass. And they have to raise the armies and go down there and kick ass. But what happens if the viruses are stronger than your military? Then there's strategic battles now where you have your white cells start to learn how to fight the virus in combat. And over time, Time is, is different. A cold that lasts a week is like 10 years if we fought a battle on Earth. It's like a world war. You see what I'm saying? It's even longer that because in a week, most of your cells normally have already lived and died their entire life, like the 100 years we live. So during this big battle, they're learning and they're teaching their children or the new, the new cells being created, this is how the virus fights. This is how it's attacking us. If you do this and this, we got a little bit of a stronghold on it from doing this. So they go this and they get a little inch further on the virus and then they learn and they die, but some of them live and they send that information to new white cells and the new white cells until finally we, we conquer them. But we conquer them only for one reason. Masses. Do you see what I'm saying? Technically, the virus is much more badass than we are. Because there's a handful of the virus, and there's billions of the white cells, but what's happening, you know, they're getting their ass kicked. The cells study, the white cells study the virus until we figure out how to beat it. So we are learning from the virus. You catch it once, and you don't get it anymore. Because it learned, and it never forgets. It's written in the biological universe, then, of your body. And it says, okay, we'll never forget this. That's why a lot of people will say, well, Eric, how come you just don't heal yourself when you get sick? Well... I can speed the process up, okay? But if I don't let my body learn, what happens when the killer virus comes out? I, I'll die faster. You know, I won't have time to, to heal myself because I'm going to be dead. The body has to learn. The inner universe has to experience and be conditioned to deal with circumstances. 
So you have to tolerate a physical illness. It's, it's a way of learning. It's just a painful way of learning. It's not a fun way of learning. But you almost have to try to work yourself way through an illness because it's a way of teaching your body. Keep something in mind. First of all, when we had other ailments, what did we do? What does nature do when animals are sick? Through observation, we learn they eat certain roots or herbs. The body needs material to replace material. I can't rip the wall out and repair it if I ain't got new material to fill it with. I can't heal my body unless I provide the minerals and the nutrients, which are the building blocks, to repair the damage. It's just not going to etherically just appear there from nowhere. Okay? The material must be ready and presentable for the electricity to bind it all together and recreate it according to what the blueprint says the design is going to be. If you don't have the material, you can't repair the job. So if you, if you have cancer, you have tumors, or you have some, somebody can heal you, but then it's going to be a botched job because your body maybe didn't have enough of the minerals to do the job 100%. And then they go, well, he healed me, but I was sick the next week, okay? Well, this is the other condition. If the body doesn't have the material to, re to fix the problem, the building blocks, okay, it ain't going to be repaired. You still have to provide the building blocks for the energy to, to cosmically or spiritually heal you. It's just not going to come out of thin air. If you ever go to see a healer, dose yourself up on vitamins. Dose yourself up on a good meal. Dose yourself up on vegetables the day or two before. Then go to the healer. And in your blood that is rich with, with whatever specific needs the body's going to need to repair this problem, it needs certain amino acids. It's got such a variety of needs. If you substitute parts, the job will never be as good as what the original job was. And last but least, there is one great secret to presenting your body to be healed or to be healthy, period. You are 90-some-odd percent made of water, which means your blood moves minerals. and That's why your blood is salty, is because of the minerals and nutrients in the blood. Well, if there's less liquids... The blood is thicker, literally thicker, like ketchup. In some cases, even thicker, okay? Which means forget about how hard the heart is pumping to yeah. move it, okay? So now, in order to get all these building materials to this giant galactic body, okay? Think about this. You have to take something in here to travel to the tip of your toe. These cells are being replaced every second. Do you know that over 60% of the dust in your house is dry skin? Where's all the new skin coming from? It's it's all being pushed through the body, through the vessel. Well, what creates the fluidity in your body? Water. If it can't push it there fast enough or push it there good enough, what happens? The body deteriorates. It gets ill because it's not getting the nourishment it needs. So if you're going to have any illness or any battle in your body, drink tons of water so the military can get there really fast through the pipelines and say, okay, we're here. If it can't, it's really thick, and by the time it gets there, the damage is so vast that it's just going to get its kicked by the time it gets there. So if you go and you go to get healed psychically, have a lot of fluid in your body so the minerals can electrically spin around in your body and zap into where they need to go. Kind of control and, and destroy addictions. Addictions, okay. First, look at what an addiction is. Addictions can be kind of looked at several different ways and make it very simple to understand. Addiction, first of all, is through a chemical, most likely, okay? There are other kinds of addictions. There are pain addiction. 
where women get battered and then they leave their husband and they go back, they get battered, they leave, they get back. Why? Because they like the pain. Whether they realize it or not, the body starts secreting an aspirin type thing for the, to deal with the pain and it actually learns to like it. There are addictions where you take chemicals and the body deals with the pain and does the same thing. And that's what creates your addiction. It's not really what you're using. It's really the result of what it's doing that makes you addicted. Okay? Then there are drugs that are addictive. Because it, what it does is you present building material to the cells of your body. Anything that goes in your body. Let's get something straight. Anything that you consume orally. Okay? Your body will try to break down and use its building material. So if you use a drug or you take something in orally, okay, whatever it is, whatever chemical, your body's going to try to use it to build cells, which means those cells are going to come out retarded, and those retarded cells are going to create cancer, tumors, and whatever else because they do not have the common sense to understand the blueprint. So they are going to build stuff that just doesn't make any logic, and eventually it's going to be in the, they're going to build a wall through an artery, and it's going to stop the blood going to your heart, and you're going to die. For no good reason, and nobody's going to know why. The reason why you get addicted is because the brain gets used to using the chemical to create a certain release of neurons and electrons, and it follows a certain pattern, and it tells the brain through this chemical to release other chemicals which give you the feelings and the results of the euphoria or the relaxation or whatever you have. Well, what happens is the brain starts to become habitual. It gets used to doing something a certain way. And when you shut it off, it forgot how to produce certain things naturally at a stable level. So now that it can't produce it stably on a stable level, it starts screwing up the signals to all the muscles in your body, to all the organs that secrete chemicals in your body that control the expansion and retraction of the muscles in your body, and they start to go out of whack. And these muscles start to tighten up. Tighten up creates friction. Friction creates intense heat. Okay? It creates intense pains because the nervous system then says that the muscle system is tightening out irrationally, which starts putting you into muscle spasms, which also start closing up around your heart. Your heart is a muscle. Your lungs are controlled by muscles expanding and retracting. And when the muscles start tightening, do you know that you can tighten your muscles so tight they say it's comparable to steel? Because the cells intertwine so close and so tight. It's just like the molecules that, that are tight around steel that make steel as strong as it does. So it gets so tight it starts clenching around the organs in your body so that they can't even pump or move the fluid anymore. Addiction is habit. It's habit because it tells the brain or forces the brain to secrete a certain chemical to give you a sense or a feeling. Okay? The same things that make you feel light and relaxed are the brain producing the signal to relax the muscles in your body so they have much lesser stimulation. So that makes you just feel like you just want to lay around. Or it releases, it tells the brain to release. All chemicals do is they tell your brain to do stuff that it, it doesn't want to do. It fools it. It lies to it. Okay? And your brain controls all your feelings, all your emotions, all the chemicals that are released to create electrical discharges through chemical reactions. Okay? When the brain gets used to a system, a way of existing, it starts to assume this is the way it's supposed to be. But what's happening is, is in some cases you're ripping it open and then you make everything else 
feel good. But the ripping of the doorway constantly open eventually destroys the doorway until it collapses and it can't stay open on its own and then it prevents you from doing anything and then your brain is all out of whack again and the muscles tighten up, the heart tightens up, the lungs tighten up and you die again. Um, the best way to get off of a drug is to basically, in my opinion, go cold <laughs> turkey. You've got to treat the brain like a child. Okay, It wants and you've got to say no. And you've got to say no enough and, and end the subject as much as you can so that it's not aware or thinking about it anymore until it starts to learn to do things differently and go back to its old ways. So in my opinion, the best way almost is, is cold turkey, no matter what it is, even heroin. Okay, But unfortunately, heroin <coughs> in particular, which is one of the hardest things to get off of, tends to be one of the most physically harmful things. But the brain will start telling you, well, I want this. Because instead of it releasing it on its own, it's used to you, you releasing it into the brain for you. So it starts to think that it's a normal thing. And when it can't do it and it doesn't have the resources to make it, it starts getting very mad. It starts to panic and say something's very wrong. So it starts telling the rest of you to start going crazy like, hey, we're going to do something, we're going to do something. And this is what creates the, the, the need to just go out and find it somewhere. The second best way is obviously trying to wean somebody off of it. But the problem with weaning is is that it starts to get into an issue of how much, how little. Uh, you still want. You still want so bad that even as you're weaning yourself off of it, it's like not enough. So then you're not satisfied. So then you say, I'm just going to get it one time where I really want it, and then I'll wean, keep weaning again. You know what I'm saying? The problem is once you raise it up again, it's like starting all over again, which goes right back to cold turkey. The brain doesn't just use electricity to think. It uses chemical reactions. Emotions are, are chemicals that are released in the brain, and then other chemicals are released. And when they hit each other, it's like an explosion. It's a chemical reaction that creates energy. And that energy is released in your brain, which creates an electrical impulse. It falls down a pathway, and it hits something, and the brain goes, oh, okay, you know, every time it gets thudded, okay? Well, it's mainly from chemicals being released splashing against each other creating like fuzz like a like okay and that that is energy release it's electricity when you shoot up with chemicals and it gets to the brain it's shooting chemicals hitting other chemicals creating a reaction that creates energy sending a signal in your brain for the brain then to do a response for the body <clears throat> what happens is is that when you use it, it keeps producing that effect, and as it dwindles, it just keeps using it a little bit. Whatever's there, it searches for it. And then when it can't find it, it's okay, because it needs time to recuperate, so you're okay for a while. Then it says, okay, we're ready, we need more again. It starts searching the blood for it. And it says, why isn't it here? Well, the brain is used to just going to whatever it wants to get whatever it needs to do what it feels, or to create what it wants. Well, when it's used to getting it from outside of the body, it learns. So it says, okay, you want this. Go get it. You need it. Fulfill it. We want it. We need it now. Now, 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 now. And you start feeling the desire. Well, that is that nagging desire to fulfill. And depending on how strong of an impact it's made on the brain, depending what chemical it is, from heroin to crystal meth, it strengthens that nagging thing. And it knows what it wants. Either it wants cocaine or it wants heroin or whatever. But it's going to drive you nuts until you relieve it of getting what you want. I think that the only thing you can do is, is two things. Is totally purge the body 
of these chemicals that it's searching for, and then force it to learn to cope and deal with it differently. But the brain does not forget easily, and it, it has a strong desire to go back to whatever was the easiest means of achieving the goal. I think anybody can relapse. Um, the brain never forgets. Once you experience something, you can just remove it. You can remove it waving in your face. You can remove it if you don't go to the bars. It's always a presentation the brain never forgets. What you have to do is you got to take control of the brain. you got to say enough's enough. And you purge yourself. That is the best way to resolve your problem. Somebody was asking me recently about warts. A wart virus attaches to the DNA of your skin. And it changes the, this, the map structure to create a new map that it puts into your, your DNA structure. So the cells look at the map and they go, oh, and they start building this, this lump of skin. The virus doesn't build it. The virus takes over the DNA of that particular area and it creates the structure. What I see in my mind when I see a virus, your body will show you how to see things. When you heal somebody, you'll see in your mind the organ. This is the only way that I can describe it. A good healer will, anyway. But a, a real good healer will actually probe their energy to the source, and they'll be able to visualize exactly what they're doing. They'll actually knit the cells together and see them being repaired in their mind as their energy's doing it. That's what I see. When I visualize it, I see what looks like a little white hairline worm with hexagonal, like a spine has each spine platelet. I see in my mind what they look like. They look like, like a little worm that has like hexagonal like squares on it. It's the only way I can set and it lives like the bottom center, or on the, even on the sides, even though it's not in the middle, it's still growing. And it, I see manipulating the the actual DNA structure. And so what I do is, it's almost like in the big silo is how I visualize. I see all these hexagonal squares of cells creating the structure, and I see this like this worm with this hexagonal like thing going through it. And I zap it. I just simply just put my hand here, and I just mm -hmm. I just give it a little flick of my energy, and it just blows its brain. It just dies. The same thing with the whole body system. If it's in the whole body system, I flush my energy into them, and what I do is I just send my energy out at a certain frequency in my mind. I start to see them moving through the blood system, like floating. There's very few of them, usually. Your blood is kind of like water, and electricity doesn't just move through the water. It hops from platelet to platelet of mineral. It needs to connect, like connect the dots in order to move through your body. Well, if you taste your body, it's very salty. Those are the millions of minerals. So it's very easy for your electricity to move through your body. Remove the minerals, you, your body would be lifeless. What happens is, is that your, your body has this electrical field that can cover, if one person just touches here, it becomes part, it just bounces, it ricochets over billions of them at the speed of light. Well, my brain becomes aware of this entire thing. If I could see this whole room, I could pretty much see your whole inner universe. It's just to what level do I want to see the complexities at? I become aware of what I'm looking for. I know now what I'm looking for. I'm looking for these little worm white type creatures with these hexagonal squares going down through them. And I simply just zap them. I just kill them. Boom, 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 boom. I just send the signal and it's just over. It just it just runs through like an electrical wave. One time I seen um when I was flying in an airplane past Hartford, the city, we were in a little Cessna. 
I seen this giant black cloud that kind of looked like a giant horseshoe that was like just huge, bigger than a city. And then the, the sun was, was like orangey glowing on the top as it was going down and below was very dark. And I was watching, all of a sudden I seen electricity start here, and it looked like somebody just did a whole, like, a, a big flip sign thing in it, in it, like a football stadium. The electricity just went, and rolled down the other side. It's the same thing. You start from, like, one part of the body, and it just goes, right through. And it just kills all of them in the body, and that's how I know it's perched. And that's how I, how I remove warts. The skin that they create or the mold that they create, is, is flesh. So you can't just dis- dissipate it. Do you understand? Something that micro, because it's micro, okay, is easy to use. Just a very tiny little bit of electricity will kill it. Flesh is like, you know, like a building. Do you understand what I'm saying? To energy, okay? So you're going to have to destroy it using something to remove the, the structure. But deep inside, what made the structure will not recreate it because it's been destroyed. To understand when I say that, is, is going to be the same thing as I say when I heal or I work on somebody or I do anything. Keep in mind now, there are two kinds of forms. There are viruses that you can heal by destroying them. You have to kill them. Healing is also death. You have to understand that. Because it's a death of a living organism of some type. You have to kill it in order that life of the rest of this giant living organism isn't attacked. Or healing also means that if something's cellular that you correct the blueprint of the workers so that they're not confused. So there's two different kinds of like health is that can go on that affect the human body. To remove a virus is different than it is to heal cancer, tumor, cataracts. You can heal somebody, but to truly, truly heal them, you may have to do multiple sessions, okay? Because their cells might might go back to working on the old program after you've corrected. So you, you get to nail them a couple times by reinforcing that program until they get back into the pattern of doing it. Unless you're very powerful and you really can just go into that person's brain and just, you know, and that's it. You know you know the program is being written. The rest of it's not only been deleted but thrown out the window, okay? We have now different kinds of healing. One of the healings that you will commonly hear is called prayer healing. What it is, is a signal, much the same way of me reaching in and correcting his blueprint, okay? It's just simply done like a telephone, like a TV signal that's sent from a tower through an entire city and one picks up on it. And then it lifts the reception for it. Prayer is when people are focusing on a person, saying they want them to be healed. But in most cases that work the best, it's not that you just want them to be healed. You specifically say heal the heart, or you visualize their heart when you think about it. And what do you visualize? You visualize a bad heart going to good, or you visualize just a good heart. So you keep broadcasting this signal, and the signal gets stronger because multiple people start sending the signal. So the bandwidth starts hitting and bombarding the consciousness of that person. Again, reprogramming, instead of doing it powerfully, shutting it down and rebooting it, it starts to subtly inject the commands over days and weeks and months so it starts to get it completely right. You see that they're slowly healing again, or all of a sudden they're healed, depending on how good they receive the signal. Now, let's bring up something. Years ago, I was watching a program on NOVA. They did a report where they split the TV screen in half. And one half, they had this woman walking down a street, okay, and they had a van filming her, okay? At the other place, they had a lab, and the lab had 
uh, an amount of blood drawn from her body, just like within like maybe a half hour to an hour, two hours, whatever, on what is considered like a, a giga counter or something. It's like sensitive to the electrons. It's highly sensitive. And it's a meter that goes from 1 to 100, okay? If there was any stimulation from this blood that had an electron still in it, okay, it would, it would meter, it would show. And it showed little movements, and it was going from 1 to 3 and 1 to 2 because it, it still had electrons and life force in it, living organisms, red cells, white cells, whatever. The lady then was walking, and they had it on time film where they both were synchronized. You could see the minutes and the seconds and the date and everything rotating simultaneously. They both were set identical. So here she is across town, like in downtown L.A. Here, this machine is up here in Tahunga. She's walking, and this guy turns around, and he says, Hey, lady, you got a light? And the meter goes from 0 to 75 to 80. Okay, just leaps for a second, and it goes back down. She gets into conversation. It leaps up to 20, to 10s, whatever. Usually up to 10s to 15s, okay? But it jumped when she got startled up to 75. There was nothing connecting her. There was nothing in between. There was no people on the telephone talking. There was no connection whatsoever that we know scientifically of at this point. Yet the cells of her body that came from her body somehow knew she got scared for a second when the guy asked her for a light for a cigarette because it startled her. So there's no connection between this lady and her blood. They're over 50 miles away. The point is, is there was a field of energy that conveyed a signal instantaneously, the speed of light that reacted to the living organisms who were at the same frequencies as the rest of her living body. So it tells us if this is possible, it's possible also to will other people to send signals across the people to heal them through what is considered prayer. Prayer is simply a state of repetitive thought created in the mind, asking or willing something to be done. That's really what it is. It's really a form of meditation. If under the right conditions, we can heal somebody from a distance. The real question now is, is what are these conditions and can we recreate them under other situations and can we make them more intense? And the answer is yes. We understand now that through prayer and will these things are done. What I'm suggesting to you is, is this. One of the most powerful states of mind that you can do psychic stuff, healing, other things psychically from, and whatever else, actually is a similar state of mind. That is a place. Always remember that. A place. It's a place of consciousness where one's mind is residing temporarily before you come down to feeling like we are right now. What you have to do is to put yourself in a very placid, plain unthinking state of mind. Clear your mind of all thought and feeling. Then, you create a very loving, healing feeling, like life. Okay? A very joyous, positive vibration inside of you. And then what you do is you bring that person's thought to you. You see their face. You see them and you experience them. When I say experience them, everybody can be experienced. When I look at any one of you, I can feel you. I can feel you. I can feel what you are. It's like a tone. It's like a feeling. Look at somebody else in the room. Right now, you can't feel them, but this would be people that you kind of know, okay? You know, like, you have friends, your lover, for instance, they have a certain smell. 
Okay, everybody has a very specific different smell. Does everybody know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you know somebody, you have a partner, they have a specific... They also not only have a specific smell, but they have a specific feeling that they that you feel from them when you're with them. It's like there is ism again. You can feel the sense of them. And that sense is very different than what you feel when, you, when you're close to somebody else. If you had more than one lover, you'll know that that other lover felt very differently to you. Like they held a different feeling inside of you. Your mother holds a certain feeling for you, doesn't she? Can you visualize your mother right now? Visualizing holding your mom, your mom's holding you, she's loving you, you're loving her. There's a certain feeling that, that is mom. You can feel that right now because you, you know that. That is tone. That is frequency. That's 93.6. That's 107.8. Everybody has a specific frequency. That's energy. It's not a, it's not a mental thing. It's real. It's just that you don't know what to call it. You just say, well, that's that's mom. Well, what's mom? That feeling. What's that feeling? Somebody will say after somebody dies, I felt the presence of them. How did you know it wasn't just a presence? Because it was their presence. What defined what their presence was? It's just a knowing. It's like sight, smell, and taste can be specific. Well, this feeling is just as specific. It's their frequency. That's them. Personalities help contribute to make one frequency. It's it's like all chemical weights. No person is really just one personality. You made up thousands of personalities. You have the child in you. You have the adult in you. You have the music lover. You have the personalities that you act on at different points of your life. Well, they really just complexly make up one being. And all of those are just different ways to measure how much of an artist you are, how much of a dancer you are. Everybody's very different. And this creates one final tone. By having this tone, you sit in this class, you clear your mind, you create your ritual environment. You never have dark lights and methodic. Okay, this is like a low energy. Turn the bright lights on. Go out to a park with the sunlight or something. Feel energy, life, vibrant. You're getting ready to heal somebody, not methodically tromp through their brain. Okay, I hate all these dark images. I want premium vibration. And so you sit there and you clear your mind. You take a deep breath. You remove yourself of all thought, all emotion, because thought and emotion are selfishness in many ways. You clear yourself of this. You clear yourself of any vexation. That means people that are walking around you, people that are talking, people that are not allowing you to do what you need to do. So you have to be isolated. Okay? And don't let nobody... If somebody walks past your path, it's going to annoy you. Okay? It's going to annoy you because you're trying to like spread this like wings from your body, your energy. Okay? So you're clearing your mind... And you just remove everything. And then you create one feeling. You create love. You create the feeling of just absolute love. Not a love for my dog or my friend or anything. Just, just love. And then you turn around and you feel life. And you raise it inside of you, and you feel it, you can just feel it. And then you invoke the tonal of that person that you want to heal. 
because you obviously should know that person, and you, you, you create the feeling almost as if you could, as if they were within your reach, like you're just going to just hug them right there, <clears throat> and you take, and you bring them that close to you, <clears throat> and you take this love, and you take this life, and you just push it, like from your chest, from, from your stomach, from, from all of your chakra points, okay, and you just engulf this into them. With no fear of, oh, I'm giving them my energy, I'm giving them... You give unconditionally. That's absolute love. It's unconditional. You don't care if you die. If I die, I die. I'm giving because I want to give. Not because I want to give a little. Not because I want to give a lot. I just want to give. There's, there's, there's no amount. There's no quantity. And you just feel them and you just pump them up and you just kind of visualize all this illness just away, just like wash. And you see this light, just this gold light... It's like a feeling. It's not. It's like you see it, you feel it. It's just like an experience of giving. And if if they're not near you, you just you just kind of like release it. Just release it, and it just finds them. It just looks for that signal because how does it know where to go? How does it know how to find you? Because you just recreated the perfect pitch of them when you when you recall their their presence, their feeling. You visualize them for a moment. Their smell. The taste of their skin, or or the, the, the smell of their hair, or the, the the feel of their skin against your skin, you create the presence of, of them. It's a feeling, and you release it. You release it with this healing intention, and that's the key word. Everybody say intention. Intention. Because if you don't have the intention, you failed. The intention is the one key thing that does the job. Love will do what it has to do, but it has to be told exactly what you want it to do. Okay? The the positive, healthy energy you're sending, the joy, it's it's great, it'll make that person feel joyous, but what is it what you gotta give it an intention. You have to give it a plan to do what you want it to do. Otherwise it's just gonna whisk away into the air and be useless energy. So you create this person's energy. You create their presence, which is their tonal. It's the resignation. It's the station. It's the signal that they are at. And you release it, and it's just like a beacon. It's going to find its signal, and it's going to hit it, and it's going to all of a sudden just fill that person. And they might just get like a tingle run up their neck, or they're going to get a chill for a second, or they're just going to sit there, and all of a sudden they're just going to say, you know, I don't know why, but I just feel like all of a sudden God just kind of just walked into my life. They won't know what it is or who it is, or maybe they will. Maybe they're going to all of a sudden feel your presence like the way you just created theirs and sent it to them. They're going to feel you. All of a sudden, they're going to smell your smell. Or they're going to feel what it is to think of you. Where did the thought come from? Inclination of your feelings is going to fill them, and the brain's going to say, oh, well, that's Frank, or that's George. And you're going to go, oh, I wonder why I'm thinking about George. But boy, I feel really good thinking about them. I hope they're okay. Whatever it is, it, it, there's a reception going on. Okay? I mean, it's not just done through cells for human beings. I mean, Aborigines you, will cross hundreds of miles and find one another through mental communication, through, through feelings and vibrations. I mean, this is done by animals every day. Globally. Okay? It's just that we are human beings. We can control this and make it do a specific thing just, for, just by our will and desire. If you create the program, energy is a program. You specifically tell the energy what to do. 
you give it intention. You give it a purpose. It knows what it wants to do. Don't make it complex. Don't say, well, I want you to fix his lung, his ear, his eyeballs. His left eye is going a little pale. Fix that too. Fulfill it by knowing what the perfect human being is and just will that. Every human being knows perfection. You have the original blueprint. Even if you're old, you still have the old blueprint in your mind. Do you see what I'm saying? Your brain will know when you invoke perfection. It knows exactly where, what you're talking about. If I said to you, go get me a glass of water, you know to go to the sink or go to here to get me a glass of water. You're not going like, well, what do you mean? What water? Where? How? You know. You understand? I don't have to tell you. If we were in a, in a house that you've never been in, okay, I said, don't ask me anything, but just get me a glass of water. You're going to say, okay, well, fine. You already know kind of you're going to have to go look for a sink. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you'll get water and you're going to find it. If you don't find it in the sink, you're going to go outside and get the damn pump. If you ain't going to get the pump, you're going to go dipping in the pail in the river next door. But you know you, you know what, what the purpose is. You know what the purpose is when you want to heal somebody. It's an intention. You intend and you create. And you, you go, okay, you know what I want you to do. Now, just this person, you just, you just fill them. You just see it go right into them and you just illuminate them. But you have to create the life from yourself, from your own living essence. And to do it in nature, to feel the nature of life, will simply enhance it. The trees, the grass, the sunlight, the feeling of life will enhance your own energy. You can draw on this energy to add to this energy to send it out. Okay? That is the kind of energy you can send to something. You also can heal yourself under the same format. When you sit down and you do this, you must do this perfectly. Your mind cannot alter on one single thought. Your mind can't wander. Well, it is hard, but you start off with small intentions. But if you're really determined, I think you can do a pretty good job. You just have to really say, this is what I'm going to do. Energy's energy. Energy doesn't decide what, what's going to be good or bad. It just does what it's going to do. And if you're in the way, it runs you over. It doesn't go, oh, well, there's new energy coming in. Hang on, guys. Let's move aside. It's landing. You've got to make a communion now with your body and start feeling for your inner universe. There's billions of living creatures inside of you. Everybody has to find out what their their chi is with themselves. And you have to have that communication with yourself. And you have to have that inner peace. Some people have that inner peace and you'd think that it would be the guru master who has the inner peace. And remember now, there are guru masters who have died from cancer, from, from various diseases. Okay? So they, they somehow lost that communication or that battle somehow. But it's very, 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 very rare. I have only know of one case out of hundreds of thousands of, of guru teachers. One has to desire to allow people to heal them. And it really comes down to trust. I think somebody can come over and heal you, but if you don't really have trust for them, your energy's not going to really allow them to completely heal you. The energy's going to conflict. And I'll explain how I kind of know this. When they did curling photography studies, they would film somebody's energy and it would like kind of glow around their finger and you'd see all these like little like fiery spikes, okay, like really illuminated, and it would be like blue and red colors, like like vibrant. And the other person's finger would be similar, maybe a few different colors or whatever. But what would happen is, is when they put them together, they would fight. They literally would, would like shoot at each other like crackling fire, okay, almost as if they were fighting violently. And one would eventually dominate over the other. Whereas they found that when they got two people together, 
that cared for each other and they got them to like feel comfortable with each other and like kiss a little bit or whatever, they found that the energies merged together and illuminated like a beautiful color together. Okay? The energy's connected to your mind. It's all the same thing. You know, it's it's just working with this field of energy, okay? So I believe that if one wants to be healed, one has to say, okay, I'm, I'm accepting whatever this person's going to do. And what you're really saying is, is all the cells in my body trust what this person's going to tell you to do. He's not going to hurt you. He's not out to destroy you. Do what he tells you to do, and we're all going to be better for it. And that's what you're really saying. And then that person's working with your energy, and then he's visualizing in his mind and correcting whatever's wrong. This is, again, about having inner trust. It's about you healing yourself. It's about anybody healing themselves. It's about it's about really understanding you, that you are really coexisting with an entire physical organism that's really one with you. It doesn't have a choice. But yet, they, it, your whole body, every square tenth of an inch, no matter how deep, no matter how wide, no matter how you look at it, is billions and billions of living organisms. And you're in charge. By communicating in this way, you can get your body to heal itself. To to really become healthy, even work with age and with everything. Just sit down and create these feelings, like I said. Create and work with yourself through emotion. This is about sending this, this invocation of, of spirit or whatever. And if your mind is not in the right place, you're not going to send this right signal and the body's going to know. There's a difference between reaching out to somebody and saying, okay, you're healed, and invoking a real desire to say to this person, I want you to just, just be healed. I want you to, to be better. Did you feel a difference? This is this is energy. This is real. They can photograph it. I can't control it. If I if you look, the hairs are standing on my arms at this instance because of, of what I just I literally felt tingles were going through my arm. The point is is that you have to invoke this sense of spirit in you. You know, spiritual people say it's that you feel the spirit, the spirit feels you. It's not something coming into you. It's you becoming the spirit. It was always there. It's you just simply realizing it and reveling in that, that emotion. You're allowing it to, to be birthed inside of you. It, it was always there. One, to truly heal, must truly have compassion. Okay? Because you really have to remove every desire, every sense of selfishness, everything like, I'm going to heal this person, they're going to think I'm God. And, and all of this, the, the body can sense. You must be filled with compassion and intense love is the intention. You have to communicate through energy. Energy is feeling and emotion. And you just have to relax and you just have to say, just, just surrender. A lot of people ask us, where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com.
Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 